On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Pizza Ranch, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, and by... Pepsi. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. Newman Cross Country is back after a successful run this weekend at the Southern Stampede. And so we had to get in the golf cart, but we were able to catch up with Newman Cross Country. The head coach, Josh Shepis, joins us as our lead guest on episode 72 of the JetCast. Coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, great to be here again. Well, thank you for stopping by. Early season runs, you guys have had a couple. It's such a short cross country season. I mean, it seems like you guys are... You know, you're starting in August, and by November, the season is over. How important are these early season runs? And what do you want your team to accomplish to make sure that you're ready for the MIAA championships here in a few weeks? Yeah, most years, these uh, seasons are pretty quick. Like you said, conference championships, the end of October. This year is what they call a festival year. And so every five years, the NCAA Division II has all their championships in one place on one weekend for soccer and volleyball and cross country. So this is the one exception to that. This year we're going clear through November 17th or 18th. So, um, But I enjoy that. I, I would rather have our kids come in and be able to space our meets out because we've been able to do it so that we had three weeks of training before our first meet and then a meet and then a week off and then a meet and then a week off and then a meet so we're able to get some good work in in between. So, uh, you know, the early meets are important for our freshmen as we have 13 freshmen this year, or 13 newcomers. So it, it's good that they can have opportunities to run uh, the, the new distance for the men. Uh, and big, more than anything, it's, it's important because it's the weather has just been crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've had to get up at, you know, 545 to do any type of runs uh, to get anything out of them. Um, and so having some little bit of extra time, not having to put in 65 miles in a week, but it's 100, mile, 100 degrees uh, <laughs> is good. We can kind of ease into that, and hopefully the weather will give us a break next week. But uh, they've been getting up and, and being at practice at 620, and we stand there when we're running on the grass and wait for the sun to pop up so that we can actually see where we're going. Uh, <laughs> That's we right. Have any sprained ankles, and then as soon as the sun comes up at six forty or six forty-two or whenever it is, we're we're off. Coming up on the show, we'll talk to one of those freshmen on the women's team, Britton Kelly, a senior from right here in Wichita, and then we'll be joined by Maria Stevens, a senior on the women's soccer team, coming up here on the show today. So I was going to ask you about the pressure of having such a short season as a coach. How do you adjust? Because obviously you're used to the shorter kind of condensed season. When you, are, when you are able to spread it out a little bit more, how does it change how you will you know, work in the training sessions that you can do versus just having to have them you know, kind of game ready every week? Well, the biggest thing is just going to be what they did in the offseason. What, what they do, I, when I first started coaching, I used to make T-shirts to say June and July equals success in November because – uh, if they're not doing anything when they show up August 5th, we're in deep trouble. Sure. Uh, so, and they're spread out. They're in Dodge City. They're in, you know, uh, Kansas City. They're in, you know, all different. And they can't come together and run. So it's pretty much on their own. 
So they have workouts and stuff that they do, but um, you know, if they come in with with their mileage that they need and they're and they're ready to start mixing in some some interval training along with their core training, it makes so much of a difference, and it really makes their whole season. If they're if they've got their 40 miles a weekend, 29 to 40 for the ladies, and and 50 to 65 for the men, uh, by the time they come and they've done that for five or six weeks in a row. Uh, their season is going to be completely different than if they were, you know, just running 10 or 12 miles a week for the weeks leading up to practice. Last week for you guys, you guys were both in action, men and women, at the Missouri Southern Stampede. How do you think that went for the Jets? Uh, A lot of positives. Um, You know, you always look for positive and negatives. There there wasn't a lot of negatives. There were some people that, you know, knew that they could have done a little better. But we always love going to Missouri Southern because they host the national championship. So that's a – National championship course, they host it every two or three years. They're always hosting our regional championships. Um, the, the facility and the, and the way that they run the meet is just top-notch. Um, it, it's definitely a championship-caliber course, um, and we play it up that way. We got to see, I think, six of the top tens in the region for the men and four for the ladies. So um, we got to see almost all the teams in our conference. So it was it was a very good um, tune up, and it was the first time the men got to run 8K this year. Okay, uh, so the freshmen, it was their first look at that on a on a really fast, good course. So uh, a lot of a lot of positives um, and a lot of room to grow as well for some. You had mentioned the men getting used to a new distance, running 8Ks this year. What was the old distance, and what has been the adjustment for you as a coach? And what do you think the players are going through, uh, your runners, as they are trying to adjust to this new distance? Yeah, the the returners uh, will r- ran AK last year and the year before, but I'm you know primarily looking at we have a roster of like I think six new men, so for those new men it was quite the experience. They were coming from 5K to 8K, so the biggest difference is you know we got to up their mileage, we got to we got to up their intensity during their interval sessions, uh, and, and you know you get to the five and a half K mark, those guys are looking for the finish line, <laughs> and they got to know that there's a few more corners that they got to go around before they get to. So a lot goes into you know, preparation in your mind. Okay, when you get to that 16-minute mark, when your body's used to looking for the finish line, you have to, you know, be prepared to stay focused, have a goal for your fourth mile time, and then uh, the rest will take over when you when you get inside of the mile. But uh, one of my freshmen told me is like, yeah, I got there, and I was I was looking for the finish line. I was, <laughs> I was looking to see right, which corner it was going to be around, and it it kept. Sure. I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. No, I've, I'd have been looking for it after about the first K, probably about, about after about a half K. One lady who has found the finish line pretty quickly for you has been Britton Kelly. She'll be joining us on the show coming up here. Um, already has set a record for the program, a three-mile record for you that she set earlier this month in the first uh, meet of September. What excites you the most about having this native Wichita on your team? Well, Britton, um, she's the niece – of uh, our assistant coach and I've uh, Dina Kelly I've, I've been watching Britain run since she was you know younger she was on my my daughter and her went to the same high school so um, I've been aware of her for, for quite a while and, and she just brings so much enthusiasm and positive atmosphere and positive spirit I, I love all of our freshman girls that have come in and Patricia our, our, our transfer so this year's women's team um, is just really fun to be around. Uh, they're, they're positive with each other. There's no, um, you know, they're, they're not competing for um, playing time, so they're all just pulling for each other. Sure. And, uh, the atmosphere around this year's team is just, um, you know, like the great teams we've had in the past, which just um, enjoying being around each other, enjoying talking on their runs, enjoy, 
uh, rooting and cheering for each other. And um, so she's brought, you know, besides being, you know, in this area, she was the top recruit that came out of this area. We were uh, extremely lucky to get her. She was, she's a top five recruit in the state of Kansas. So, um, you know, she's coming over and, and she's doing, I don't want to sound like she, what she's doing is not great and awesome, but she's doing literally what we expected her to. Sure. You know, she's coming in and contributing right away. She set the three mile record um, off on her first meet. And then um, she ran the top freshman time in the school's history this last week, running 1838. And I was doing some research before I came down. Uh, as far as I could tell, that's a, that's a top five time in our school's history. Wow. Uh, already in. And, and Patricia's right there with her. Patricia Limo is has had a lot of experience uh, coming from Washburn and, and Cloud County Community College, uh, transferring here, and, and she was a top MIAA runner last year. So that's a, a very good one-two punch for us. Right? Well, you mentioned the youth that you have and how good they're performing. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have Asher Brown on the show. We don't have time limitations. We have time limitations today, but he's coming on. And the next show, so he'll be on episode, I think, 73 of the JetCast. He's a young runner that's been a leader on your men's team. Yeah, uh, Asher from day one has come in and, and been one of our top runners. Uh, and, and he was, I don't want to say beat, but he someone finished ahead of him from our team sure. uh, this last race. And you should have seen the, the difference in, in his attitude. I don't want to say his attitude, but you can see the determination in his sure. eyes over the last two weeks. Uh, Asher holds our school record in the four-mile and the 10K. Uh, it's a matter of time before he gets the 8K record. He ran 25-32 this weekend. Uh, which is good for number three all time. So he was only 13 seconds off of off of that time. Steve Shergett and um, uh, Jacob Wallace are, are right there ahead of him. But he's determined to get that. And Kevin Tramalmal is is right there with him. And uh, if we can have two guys beat the school record in one race, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. um, so you know when you have when you have runners like that, it, it makes it easier to train when you're not doing it by yourself. And at the top of both men and women, there's a couple of them there to to push each other daily. Well, you mentioned the national stage that you kind of found yourself on at the Missouri Southern uh, Stampede, just because of that being one of in the I guess to use a golf term, it's in the rota of the uh, national championship sites for cross country. Uh, what's the expectation that you have here for the Chili Pepper Run coming up? I believe down in Arkansas, five. 5 p.m. on Friday, September 30th, the next time that you guys are in action. What do you expect to see out of that event, and what's that course like? That's something that we we usually went, didn't go to, uh, but with this year's teams being a little bit uh, better than we've been in the past, we decided to do And it's just all about atmosphere. We want to create opportunities for kids to run at, you know, championship meet atmosphere. We, we could go to the Tabor meet with seven teams and – and do whatever and, and nothing against Tabor. Tabor actually has a really good women's team this year, but um, you know, we're going to go down and we're going to run against Arkansas and Texas Tech uh, and Central Arkansas and so some how of do the you, best teams in the country. Well, I mean, so how do you when they I mean, those are logos and schools yeah. that your kids are going to know. Yeah. How how do you get them ready for that kind of an atmosphere? Uh, you just have to preach what all coaches preach and that's, you know, do your game or run your race, you know the mile distance from the starting line to the first mile marker is the same for everyone. They, they might be running it through in 443, but your job is to do it in 453. So you, you have to understand if you go with them, you probably can, but you're going to pay for that in, in mile three, mile four, mile five. So it's about knowing our own race, but it also gives them the opportunity to run fast. And uh, anytime you got a group of 
10 guys running at a certain pace, it's going to be better than a guy here, a guy there, a guy there, and kind of spaced out. Where if you can just go with a group or go with a group of ladies, uh, it, it's going to be better. And, and at the end of the day, if Patricia and Britton and Naeli and Lucy and Laura, those top five, you know, and, and Ashley look up and they're standing next to a WSU kid or an Arkansas girl or an LSU girl or a Texas Tech, um, or, you know, we focus more on Emporia State and Fort Hayes. But if they see those, hey, let's go. Let, let, let's beat them. And, and um, you know, it's – it's a big-time atmosphere, and, and Arkansas has won, you know, several national championships. So it's just a fast course, uh, proven course, um, and it's a big, big-meat atmosphere that our kids need to get used to if we're going to start competing at, on the conference level and regional level. And obviously for you at the conference level, the MIAA championships coming up November 5th. How do you see this team getting positioned to do well? What do they need to do in this next – I guess you've got kind of a month of tune-up to get ready for the MIAA championships. What does each team, men and women, need to do to put themselves in position to contend there and then obviously uh, contend into the postseason? Well, it's just about staying healthy and, and continue to be – do the things we have to do as far as, you know, running your miles, get your morning work in, doing the little things, stretching, staying, um, you know, staying hydrated, especially this time of year. Uh, and, and the biggest thing is getting some rest. Sure. Uh, the, these kids get up at, you know, 5.30 to get to practice by 6.15. And then, you know, when they're done with class, they're hungry. And, you know, we preach all the time, you may have to start doing your homework earlier than 8 p.m., you know. Uh, do it so that you can go to sleep because <laughs> if you don't go to bed till midnight, you're going to be in trouble and, and open yourself up. So doing some of the little things that we can, but, you know, the women have already beat two teams this last week that are in our conference that we were picked ahead of us. So uh, UCO and, and Emporia State, we beat both those teams and, and five or six teams from the GAC. Um, the men would have been third in the GAC uh, all the MIAA teams there uh, beat us, but Roger State is close. So we got to continue just to work on ourselves. John Wooden once said, uh, the only way to make the team better is to make yourself better. One runner at a time for the Newman Jets. Once again, the Chili Pepper Run coming up in Arkansas, 5 p.m. on Friday, September 30th. Thanks so much, Coach. C good luck and congratulations on last week's run. Thank you. We'll have Britton Kelly coming up next from right here in Wichita when we return on the JetCast. Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. It's hard to believe, but Mel Hamilton Ford moved out to the big corner of 119th and West Kellogg 20 years ago. At Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers is our number one priority. As our team continues to grow, we never forget our employees make the difference with our customers. When you're deciding where to purchase a car or have service work done, choose us. I promise you, our experienced team will take great care of you, whatever you need. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook book. Continuing here on episode 72 of the JetCast as we talk with one of the young players on this Newman women's team, Britton Kelly, from right here in Wichita, one of the top recruits in Sedgwick County, and she is a Jet, a former Mays South Maverick. 
and she has set some records. Seems like you're setting records every single week. Britton, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome to the JetCast. Thank you. Well, for you, uh, a three-mile race record a few weeks ago at the Terry Masterson Twilight Classic, um, setting the record for as a freshman. How excited were you with that performance, and what do you think allowed you to run so well in that in that match? Um, I, yeah, that was super great to just kick the season off with um, a fast time. And I felt pretty strong during it. And, um, yeah. Well, what, what has been the biggest adjustment for you coming through from the, uh, from the high school level, obviously running in the ABCTL, to now competing at the collegiate level? Yeah, it's been a pretty big change. Um, I would say my workouts were – they were pretty hard during in high school, but I would say these are at a much higher level. And But I've really enjoyed them and thought they've um, – just put me at the next level for sure. So when you think about yourself and, and the standard that you hold yourself to, um, you know, I mean, are you at the point, how do you kind of, you know, balance, obviously you want to get better every week, but it's probably, I don't know, maybe Coach Shepis has a different opinion. You're probably not going to set a record every single week that right. you race, but um, it seems like you're setting records every single week. So how do you kind of balance wanting to, to not over, you know, pressure yourself, but obviously you're still competitive and want to improve. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I try to just go into every race with a good mindset and just I don't try to put any like standards on myself, but I just try to go into each race um, just trying to be better each time. You were so. the best jet finisher for the women at the Southern Stampede. What mm -hmm. worked well for you this last race? Um, this last race, it was a huge meet, so competition helps me a lot. Um, so I just think being able to... I also had another teammate, Patricia. She was able to stay with me almost the whole time, and just working off of each other helped a lot. One thing that Coach Shep has talked about is you guys beating MIAA foes, and it had been the first time in a while that you guys had finished ahead of Emporia State. You also got Central Oklahoma. When you see those logos, those words, Emporia, Central Oklahoma, Washburn, the other MIAA schools out there on those ladies running next to you, how much of that is a motivating factor? Yeah, that's a big motivating factor, just knowing that we haven't beaten them in a while, and now our team is able to compete against them and beat them. How nice is it for you to be able to run here locally down in the Wichita area where you're born and raised? Yeah, I, I've loved it. Um, just getting to have my family come to my meets and getting to see them a lot and just still knowing the area and being comfortable has been a real help to adjusting that college life. Now, Coach Shep has said that uh, you've actually uh, know someone a little bit better. I know that Coach Shep has said he's been watching your meets for a while, but uh, a little relation on the coaching staff. What's that like? Yeah, so my aunt, um, Dina, is the assistant coach, and that's just been a blast because we have a pretty tight relationship, and it's been so fun. How did you get into running, did, and was, how big of a part did she play in that? Um, so I started running in middle school for cross country, but I actually played soccer almost my whole life. So I've always just like kind of ran, but then actually I didn't start running high school until my sophomore year. And that was just kind of the breaking moment when I was like, I think I want to do this. And yeah, so she's, she would come to almost every race and just inspired me since she ran in, high, in college too. And it's been so fun having her. Obviously is one of the top recruits in the Wichita area, you likely had a lot of different schools who were looking at you and would have loved to have had you in their school colors. What made Navy and Red and Newman and staying right here in Wichita at a public at a Catholic private university? What made that the right fit for you? 
Um, Shepis was a big deal. He really, he just made me feel comfortable here, and I just loved the team aspect, and the school was just exactly what I wanted in the smaller school, and being close to home was just, yeah. Now, all the nice things she's saying about Coach Shepis, we should inform everyone that he is just off-camera watching. So, um, if you want to be, you can be as honest as you can. What's it, what's it been like to be coached by Coach Shepis? It's been so fun. He's, he's kind of like a father figure, and he's just, he's so fun, but he also is able to push me to my best abilities so the chili pepper run coming up he talked a little bit about that in terms of the kind of teams that you're going to see there not going to be the teams that you're necessarily competing with there's going to be sec schools there schools from the the top of the top in terms of power five conferences how excited are do you get certainly you're not necessarily running against them but you know when you get the opportunity to run against schools and ladies from the sec and and all these other you know, the big 12 and and all these other power conferences, um, what does that do for your motivation factor when you're out there on the course and, and representing a, a Division II school from Kansas and the MIAA? Yeah, I think that it's really cool to be able to compete against them, just knowing that I could be at their level too, but then just getting, but still being at the Division Two and knowing that I'm about the same level is pretty cool. Final question for you. Obviously, MIAA championships, as we said, are coming up about the first weekend in November. How do you get yourself ready? And how do you, I mean, just from talking to you and the way you're running, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of intimidation factor coming in as a young racer. Uh, you've taken on the MIAA challenge pretty much head on. But how do you get yourself physically and mentally ready for the next step of, of having some success in the postseason? Yeah, just staying um, mentally strong and positive through just even workouts or easy runs and just staying positive throughout all of it and knowing that I can race my best during the um, regionals and things. Another jet from right here in Sedgwick County, a former Mays South Maverick, Britton Kelly. Once again, the Chili Pepper Run next up for the men and the women on Friday, September 30th down in Arkansas. Britton, good luck to you. Thanks so Thank much you. for the time. Maria Stevens from Women's Soccer joins us next as we wrap up the JetCast. Enjoy a fresh start to your meal at Pizza Ranch, where the salad bar is always included with your buffet. Every day you'll find garden fresh greens, colorful veggies, and sides for every appetite. It's the most refreshing way to balance out a meal while leaving plenty of room for your other buffet favorites. Convenient, fast, and fresh. It's the Pizza Ranch Salad Bar. Mmm, mmm. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play -play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of jet power this season.
Wrapping up the JetCast today as we go back to the pitch for women's soccer. Maria Stevens joins us as we're going to pretty much just stay entirely in Wichita on this week's show. A 5-3 defender from right here in the air capital. A former Wichita South Lady Titan, a four-year player in this Newman Jets program. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for the time. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Open to MIAA play last weekend for you. A one nothing loss to Roger State, but it was amazing to look at the defensive statistics for you guys obviously in the first matchup against Roger State you allowed about 30 or so shots cut that in half in the second matchup allowed just one goal in and even going from the first half to the second half I think you guys allowed like one shot and then the entire second half so defensively it seems like you guys are in increasing your skill and, in, and certainly improving rapidly how do you as a veteran and a leader on the defensive uh, half of the pitch for you the Jets this year how do you see your improvement individually and as a team going on that side of the ball um, I think individually this year is a lot different from the others. Um, when I came in as a freshman, I was probably one of the only freshmen that played a lot. But I also was one of the only freshmen that was getting yelled at by other teammates. <laughs> and yeah, like so I felt like from then until now, I took more of that leadership position. So now since like half the team are younger girls, I'm one of the ones who's now taking that leadership role and trying to help them do the things that they need to do which has been a little bit difficult because it's different than what I'm used to. Sure. But in all, it's better. It's helping me out, and it's helping me understand what I need to do more and also helping us as a team get better. So the young players, are you giving them the same yelling treatment that you got when you were a freshman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They definitely know that I will yell at them, but it's all love. Of course. Well, and you guys, in terms of the defense, I know the record's not where you guys want as a team, but you guys have allowed just three goals in your last four matches. You have a draw in there as well. What is it about the way that you guys have been playing in like the last two weeks that is setting you apart from how you started the season defensively? Yeah, I think that we've been working a lot more at practice with defense because that's been one of the things in the beginning we were get scoring on more than we are now. So I think that just practicing it and the repetition has been helping us and also just learning exactly how to play defense, how we shift as a team. We've just gotten better in that back four because now we've played more together and we have a little bit of experience. As in when we first started, we didn't really know each other kind of just new people jumping in together. So I think it's kind of the experience and also just doing it. Well, you've been on a incredible journey here at Newman. Started in 2019. Obviously, you've had a coaching change. You had the coronavirus pandemic. You had a season that I don't that they they took a season away from you that you didn't even get to play. So how do you re kind of reflect here as you are in the middle of your senior season, kind of the the arc that your journey has taken you here at, at, at Newman playing in your hometown? Yeah, um, I think this whole thing has just been a learning experience for me. Um, just part of that being the leadership role and also just taking the time and actually being here, being present and appreciating my time here at Newman because even with the COVID year, it kind of sucked not playing. <laughs> it was really bad. But then I'm like reminiscing on how quickly all these years went by and it's over before you know it. So it's really just taking it all in. Well, you've only going to get one year with Coach Grunzel, but I thought mm -hmm. that it was interesting, you know, that he chose a senior sometimes when a new coach comes in, you know, 
players want something, coaches want something else. You were recruited by a coach. Maybe that's not the kind of system. Doesn't necessarily mean that you know he's too good of a coach to you, or you're you know not a good enough player to play in a system. Sometimes not a, every coach and every player are meant to fit together. But Coach Grunzel, when I asked him for somebody to come on the show, he gave your name without hesitation. What's it been like playing for Coach Grunzel in this one year? You're going to get get to spend with him. It's been different. I had Dylan as a yep. um, assistant coach my freshman year here. Oh, that's so. right. Okay, so he was. Yeah. So he wasn't. This wasn't a totally new thing. No. Then. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's and I right. also played against him in high school, so I know of him <laughs> for sure. But it's it's been different because he's been the rival team for me. I didn't sure. like him back then. <laughs> now I've got a force. What school to like is him. he at? East High. Okay, mm-hmm. so South and East is that is that South? What, what do you think is the biggest rivalry for South? Ooh. I don't know. I always thought it was like from talking to people and I got so many different answers. It's a little bit different than, you know, like you kind of know when uh, I, th- I thought it was North. North was a good rival. Yes. I thought, you know, people said, oh, Civil War, you got to be ready for North and South. But, you know, it's a little different when you've got, you know, the like Goddard and Eisenhower mm-hmm. or Capon and, and Bishop Carroll. But um, it was the North North side. I think North was a good rival. I mean, I know that all of you, uh, all of the schools in the City League, there's not a team that you're like, well, we don't have to worry about them. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to beat everybody, don't you? Yeah. What's it been like for you to be able to play your soccer here in your hometown? It's been nice. My family gets to come out to the games. Um, I don't really have any family anywhere else. They all live here and they're close by. So it's nice being able to have them come out and watch. And I mean, I like being here. Being a leader on this team, you mentioned how that's been a little bit of a difficult transition for you just because it's not something that you've been asked to do on other teams what do you think has allowed you to transition to that role where you are okay getting on some of those younger players and you know obviously you know maybe your leadership isn't going to bear fruit this season but you know you could be certainly and based on the improvement you guys have had could certainly be laying the foundation for these freshmen to start turning things around next season. What has allowed you personally to kind of step up into that bigger role? Yeah, I think it's the team in general. The team bonds really well this year. Um, We don't take anything offensively. We just get in, roll with it. Even like the freshmen, if I do get onto them, they'll come to me and be like, thanks, because I was not (laughs) on it today. So I think just having that just get in and roll with it. Yeah, I might be doing bad, so I'll just take the advice and keep it pushing. Now, just because you play on the defense doesn't mean that you don't try to look for your own shot every once in a while. And you've got a couple of goals this season. How do you kind of balance? Obviously, if you're you know pressing too far forward and an easy goal goes in, I'm guessing Coach Gruntzel's not going to be happy. But at the same time, um, you've shown that you can make plays on offense. So how do you kind of balance that? Um, for me, I I not I didn't play defense always. I used to play up, but then I kind of went moved down the line. So I started midfield, went outside back, and then now I'm at center back. But I feel like playing outside back kind of gave me that kind of judgment on when to go and when not to go because you kind of have that space. But you know, as a defender, you only take those chances when you know that someone can cover you. So if I have people back covering me, then I'll take off. But I just make sure I pick and choose my battles wisely. Sure. Well, and you've, so you mentioned you've played a lot of different positions. You were all MIAA second team last year playing defensively, so obviously you're excellent at that. What's your favorite position? My favorite position is probably midfield. Midfield? Mm-hmm. So if Coach Grunzel, maybe on senior night, 
Maybe we can get her up to, to midfield. We'll see. Missouri Southern is coming up on Friday, 6 o'clock. Central Missouri on Sunday. Jets are on the road this week for MIAA action. Uh, what's it going to take to get a win against the Lions? Obviously, Central Missouri is going to be a challenge on Sunday as well. But uh, Missouri Southern on Friday, what are the things that you've been hearing about them and the Lions? And how do you get set to upset them on their home pitch? I think mainly what we need to do as a team is play as a team, given that we are a lot of new players. So I think that finally finding that grit and that to come togetherness will help us out a lot. Um, Missouri is a really good team being here four years and they have quick players. They're big, fast, strong. So we need to be big, faster and stronger <laughs> at this point. But yeah, just playing as a team and communicating is what we've been needing to do this whole time. So we yet can an, definitely get it. Yet in. another Wichita product, former Lady Titan here on the show from Wichita South, Maria Stevens. Once again, Missouri Southern on Friday, 6 p.m. is the next match. You can watch those matches on the MIAAnetwork.com slash Newman, or you could just come out in person. Jets are going to be back at home on Friday, September 30th, to take on the Tigers of Fort Hay State right here at Wilkins on campus here, right here in Wichita, Kansas. So we'd love to have you out on at the pitch for that one. Maria, good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back next week on the show with another JetCast. Once again, Asher Brown joining us next week from Men's Cross Country. We'll see who else we can get in here as well. So until next time, Blake Cripps saying, go Jets.